What if it all goes right? What if I am a one-hit wonder? What if everything I've built just suddenly goes away and people realize I'm kind of a fraud? What if I'm successful? That's what we're digging in today. Hi everyone, I'm Heather Gray, a mindset and performance coach over at choosetohaveitall.com and welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. Yesterday we dug deep, um, not as deep as I would like. Um, the little app on Anchor is a little limiting in terms of how long I can have in-depth conversations. Um, some of you who have been following me since the beginning may know that I... Um, I started this little podcast that could through the Anchor FM app, but they limit you to five-minute segments, and then you have to link the segments together to create the longer podcast episodes that you've been listening to. I'm just finding my way with it all, but those of you who also know me personally know I tend to be pretty verbose, and the idea of talking in five-minute segments can sometimes seem like a completely unrealistic expectation to have of myself. But we're uh, diving in deep today to a question that I actually got asked twice twice last week. Yesterday we talked about the fear of failure um, and hopefully I at least started the conversation, but I couldn't have the conversation that people were really asking for, which is what if I'm successful? What if it all goes right? If I didn't first talk about the fear of failure, because usually what happens when people are starting new dreams, making goals, deciding to live their lives differently, deciding to change their careers, their professional, you know, their professional goals, the first thing that happens is what if I fare? What if I fail rather? And then it becomes, oh, but my dear, what if you fly, right? Like that's the meme we like to see on Facebook these days. Um, but that fear of success, the fear of being a one-hit wonder, it's real and it can keep us stuck in the same place because we're so afraid that everything we've built will just suddenly go away. If we blink, we might miss it. If we don't enjoy it, it could go away. If we change it, it'll crumble beneath our feet. Those are the questions I want to dive deep into today. Um, so stay with me, stay tuned, and we're going to get to it right after this. At the core, the fear of success is really the fear of change. What if it all goes right? What if we get exactly what we want? What if we dream big and it gets handed to us on a silver platter? All of that comes down to a core worry or belief. What if I can't handle it? What if this change isn't what I'm ready for? What if, what if, what if? And like with any fear or any anxiety, the more we give that thought energy, the more we feed that anxious monster, the bigger that fear comes and the bigger it takes over our life, clouds our view and perspective and keeps us in a stuck and still place. And it really doesn't have to. When you think about the fear of success, you're afraid that things will change. You don't know how they're going to change, but you just fear change. The first thing that you have to recognize and accept for yourselves is when you set a new goal, when you set a new plan, when you chart your life or your business in a new direction, change is going to happen and you have to make room for it. You do have to spend some time thinking about what in your life will change. What do you 
you need more time for? What will you maybe need to invest more in? What kind of help or assistance might you need? You need to pause and ask yourself these questions because that's preparing for the change rather than worrying about it. And the more you can prepare for that change and get ready for go time, the more in control of it you'll feel. The more you just spend some time twiddling your thumbs, sitting and worrying and trying to keep the gremlins at bay, the more you're stuck, standing still and lost in the dark. So think about as you chart your goal, what in your life, in your schedule, in your daily routines might need to change. Then start to think a little bit about how the core people in your life, your inner circle, how might they be affected if things start to change, shift, and really blow up for you? Because that you want to know about that too, right? Because you have to communicate that. We are living big dreams and we're going after you know, big goals, but we don't want to leave our family, our friends, our partners, our spouses behind. And the way to avoid doing that and the way to feel more prepared for success is to include the people we love and what's happening next. And we don't always know, right? Like I remember a day I wrote like a viral, um, an article and it kind of went viral and my my email uh, like on all fronts like just totally blew up my phone blew up because people were calling me through my business line and I got all this attention really quickly and I was completely caught unaware but I also too hadn't prepared my husband that this was even coming so suddenly he found himself kind of on the sidelines of it all and I didn't say hey by the way I wrote this really provocative thing it's probably going to piss people off they may have a lot of opinions about it and it may bring some attention on us. So just a heads up, I just thought it was an article I was writing for my business. I didn't include him in it. And then we were playing catch up when that happened. So when you know you're going big, when you know you're going for something new, get the people you love and care about on board. If you perceive that it's going to mean less family time, say so. If you're perceiving it's going to be a change in the schedule and you simply need to shift things around, tell people ahead of time. As much as you can perceive the possible changes and communicate those things, the more you're going to have people on your side. So often we end up getting misunderstood in those moments of finding success by our people because they're asking questions, they're caught off guard, and then we accuse them of being unsupportive when in reality they were simply unprepared. So if you can get them on board before the onslaught of attention or increase in finances or change in schedule, you'll feel more set up for success. You'll feel more empowered going forward and you won't feel like you're behind the eight ball. So think about that and stay tuned because you know me, I've got more coming up next. Next, you want to think about what are your non-negotiables? So often, the moment we start to find success, the moment we start to have things go our way, to see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we might actually start to get what we want, 
is when we start to get nervous and we start to, it just, that's the butterfly feeling, right? We don't quite know what's coming next. If we can be really clear on what we're not willing to give up in order to get what we want, we will feel more in control of it. Because what actually happens is we get success. We start to tell ourselves stories that maybe we didn't earn it. Maybe it's not going to like last right away or last forever. Maybe it's not going to be ours um, to hold on to. So we just have to do whatever's possible for as long as possible to keep it. And so when people are building businesses, and in my space, I'm a mindset and performance coach for online business owners. So most of the people I'm working with are at least building either a side business or a primary a primary business online. Um, when they start to get the rewards for their work, when they start to get the requests for client work, or people are buying their course or product, suddenly they feel like they owe everything to the customer, that they have to over-deliver, because if they don't over-deliver, if they don't show up at nine o'clock and respond to a Facebook message, or they don't get back to that email in time, that client is then going to move on to someone else because there's other people who are willing to do work at midnight if somebody asks them to. You have to decide what you're willing to do in order to get success or for the cost of success. If you don't know what your personal boundaries are, you're constantly going to be tied to your buyer, your customer, the people who are, you know, whoever's on the other side of what your dream is, basically, because I, I recognize that people listening to this show may not all be online business owners, and I certainly think that there's something here for you to take away. So, for example, um, when I had my brick-and-mortar private therapy practice for 10 years, I had gotten in a routine with my set work hours that allowed me to go to a gym in another town in the mornings, um, but it started my day late. Uh, so it was non-negotiable that I didn't start meeting with clients until 11 a.m. Now that I now that I have an online business, I can set my own schedule and I decided that I'm keeping my gym time. In fact, I, you know, and I don't want to take client calls on Friday. I just want to clean up my, my work week on a Friday, get any, you know, paperwork tasks that I need to get done and then move on into my weekend without client calls. Those are all things that have become non-negotiable for me as I chase success. It's also non-negotiable that unless I've cleared it with my husband and we've talked about something going on in my business that needs more time and more attention than we're used to having, that I'm not going to work in the evenings or I'm not going to, um, you know, like interrupt our, our relationship time for my business unless we've planned ahead for it. And that's not everyone's bag. Some people don't feel like they need to do that for their relationship, but I've already owned a business, well, you know, while in a relationship. And I know that that's what worked for me. That if I decided to see some clients on a Saturday morning and I got my husband on board with it, we as a couple were more set up for success to manage that. And then I was able to go and meet with my clients with an open head in heart space because I knew everyone was on board. You want to know what you're not willing to give up in order to get what you want. So if your personal health and fitness is a priority, you're not going to compromise on that. If your time with your kids is a priority, you're not compromising on that. That you are not going to give up the things that are most crucial to you to get what you want, which means you're probably willing to sacrifice what the goal looks like or what the pace of it all looks 
looks like or the size or the scope of it in order to maintain these core beliefs, values, and priorities that you've set for yourself in your own life. You want to know what those are, state them, and be crystal clear. The last thing you want is to find that they're tested in a moment when your goal is being handed to you, when your dream client is asking you if they, if you could just please meet on a Saturday. If you haven't already set Saturdays aside for family time, you're going to find yourself stuck, and that's where success is going to nip you on the butt, and it really doesn't have to. Don't ever forget that you can control the pace of your success. Simply because you've started a goal, set an expectation for yourself, put out forth to the universe, if you will, what it is you want and what you're willing to do to get it. Don't forget that if at any point in time it starts to feel like too much too soon and you don't feel capable of managing it, that you have been the one to chart the course and you can slow it down. That... That way you're not in the reaction seat, right? Like you maintain yourself in the driver's seat of your own car, getting to the destination you want, and you can hit the brakes, and then you can hit the gas when you want to. But reminding yourself that you are in control, not the consumer, not the client, not the customer, not the person on the receiving end, um, is, you know, they're not, they're not driving your car. You don't have to give up the driver's seat in order to maintain success. Don't ever leave the driver's seat of your dream. That's the best way to control the pace. But when we get nervous that our success is going to go away, when we get fearful that it's all just going to evaporate, if we look away, we don't show up, we tell a client no, we've given up our control over our businesses, our lives, and that's really when things start to fall apart. And then as success finds you, check in with yourself. How is it changing your self-perception of yourself? How is it changing the story of what you find yourself to be capable of? Who are you now that you dared greatly, that you set a goal, you charted a course, you set a dream forth, you worked at it, and it started to come true? When you take the moments to reevaluate who you are now that your story has changed, that you're someone who has set a goal, made it, and achieved it. What are you now capable of? Have your preferences changed? Has your priorities changed? What what about you is different now that you've started to get everything you've always wanted? That's an important way to chart the course, to determine direction, and and to, excuse me there, and to decide where you're going next. Now, the next thing, um, you usually don't hear this stuff from me, but I have to like, yeah, I have to step a little outside my comfort zone in telling you this, but the best way to manage success is to know your numbers, to know the, you know, and if you're doing this with your life, you're just going to have to find the parallel, the equivalent, or the analogy for it. But basically, like, if you know the money coming in, you know the money going out, 
and you have a goal in mind, you're going to be able to feel more clear and empowered around what to do next. And that type of success, particularly financial success, sometimes we're simply unprepared for it. We just hear um, uh, in the States, we have like the Powerball lottery and a single woman just won $750 million. I have a story about her that she has no clue what to do with that. She has no idea how to manage the constant requests for favors that she's going to get. All of the people calling with all of their, you know, their problems and their pain points and how her money could help them and how she could give back. Um, that happens when we find financial success in our business. When we get that kind of attention, people always want a piece of us. They want a piece of our time. They want a piece of our bank account. They want the hand out versus the hand up. So you want to think about what your numbers are. And you want to make sure you have a trusted advisor who you can lean on to help you with the parts that you may not know. And if you're a dreamer who's an accountant, like you're so lucky in this. You don't have a thing to worry about. But some of us are going to have to worry. And you will feel more confident and in charge of your life and if what happens next, if you know your numbers and you can rely on someone to give you good, solid financial advice. The next thing you want to do is, or maybe even that's the first thing you should do, and maybe I was, you know, remiss in not bringing this up right away, but I can't tell you how many people, like, hit their milestones, hit their goals, like, set a course for themselves and freaking nail it, and they don't take the time to celebrate it. They don't take the time to recognize that they did their best and their best worked out. They don't look at all the things that they had to figure out to problem solve, to to learn to that things that fail that they had to start over and try again. One of the best ways to cement and prevent the fear of failure and rejection is by reminding ourselves of what we're capable of, of tuning into our successes, of the times we didn't know and we found the answer. We thought we would fail and we didn't and we rose. Like those are the times we need to lean into when we're so nervous and scared. And if we don't take the time Time in moments of success to celebrate them, to mark the milestones. The next time we're scared, we have no like armor, we have no artillery, we have nothing to fight back the fear. But if we simply take a moment to recognize that we got here, that's going to carry us through the next place. When I made my first business goal after closing my private practice and moving to an online business, I like set a, res a restaurant recommend, uh, reservation. I just, I had had it on my like eyeline that like, this is where I wanted to go to celebrate my business. And I made it happen. But, and it wasn't all, it wasn't self congratulatory entirely. Some of it was like, I wanted to take the time out with my husband to recognize that like we had given up some finances and my income while I built this new business and we had sacrificed some time apart while I, you know, devoted to building an online audience and gaining the no like and trust factor. But also too, like I had worked freaking hard for it and had finally come and to take an evening to sit still in that and to recognize that I have to tell you, it's powered me through so many other moments of doubt that have come since because I can remember what it felt like that I did set a goal and it was a ridiculous goal. It took me 14 months to actually be able to make the goal. It was probably a little too high. Um, and then of course I was stubborn and I, I didn't want to change the goal once I had set it. But 
After 14 months, I had finally made it. And I took that moment. And I've taken so many chances and so many risks since then. And the way I've done that for myself with less fear is by remembering that really amazing meal I had. And it probably sounds dorky and simple and stupid to you. But however you celebrate, make sure you take a moment to celebrate you. Lastly, you want to start thinking about now that you've gotten here, where do you want to go next? You heard me share at the end of last week that I didn't come this far only to come this far. That was my personal goal and my personal mantra for myself, and that's what I'm working on. But what's really important for you all to know is you get to decide what success looks like for you. You get to decide when you've arrived, when you've reached enough, when you've worked hard enough, you've gotten enough, you've earned enough, whatever that version and collection of characteristics that go into your own definition of success, you get to define that. And us online entrepreneurs, we're used to having that chart like sort of made for us, like people that, like people seem to say like, oh, like you want the six figure income, you want the seven figure income. Oh wait. And on top of that, you don't ever want to have to trade, uh, you know, like dollars for hours ever again. So get people on a retainer and Hey, actually you never want to work one-on-one with people. You just want to do passive income courses so you can put something out and people will buy it and you never actually have to show up. There's this mantra in that like sort of predetermined determined path for online entrepreneurs, but I know that everybody has their own version of that. There's the corporate ladder people are expected to climb. There's the, you know, the two kids and the dog American dream that people here in the States have. Everybody has this predetermined idea of what success looks like. You know, and you get to decide for yourself what you want that to look like. And the risk that sometimes comes with success is that we start to coast, that we just play it safe, we phone it in, and we just want to enjoy the ride for a little bit. And you know what? I'm in a little bit of a period of that myself right now where um, I just kind of want to coast. Um, my husband and I are getting ready to move from Boston to California. That is a huge whopping change. And a lot is going to be asked of us. And my online business is at a place right now where it could really stand still for a little bit. And I can, you know, play it safe. But the difference between that and coast is I've been mindful and intentional about it. One of the reasons why this podcast isn't as like shiny, professional, well thought out and laid out like I, you know, the podcast of my dreams is, is because I know right now that I don't have the bandwidth for that, that a lot of my energy, a lot of the sort of, um, you know, ability to be outside my comfort zone has to be reserved for my personal life right now. I'm having hard conversations with family and friends, talking to them about no longer being near them, not watching their kids grow up. There is a a whopping amount of change coming our way. I can't take on anything new. So if that means that I have to do my little podcast that could through the Anchor FM app, because that's all I can handle right now, that's what I'm choosing to do. I'm trying 
charting the course. And I want you to do the same thing for you, to write your own rule book for what success can look like and should look like for you. Define it for yourself and recognize that you get to decide when enough is enough and you also get to decide if you want more. What got you here won't get you there. If you have new dreams, if you have new goals, if you've reached a certain amount of success and you do want to go after what's next, don't be afraid to do that. It starts the whole cycle over again. Sometimes you're going to have to sit in that fear of failure and rejection, the fear of change and all of those little gremlins that can nip at our heels and minds sometimes, but just recognize that you get to decide for yourself that you want more. You can get help and coaching around that. You can look to mentors and people who have been a couple of steps ahead who have the life you want and ask them how they got there. You don't have to do it entirely by yourself. And I actually don't think you should do it by yourself. The best success is when we're surrounding ourselves with other people, that we really are defined by the five people we spend the most time with. So take a look around you and who is supporting you and building you up in your dreams dreams and lean on those people for support in the moments when you start to feel doubtful of yourself, of your abilities, or if you feel unclear on what happens next, because sometimes they can see for you what you can't see for yourself. And lastly, if you're enjoying this conversation and you want to keep talking, please find me over at my Facebook group over at Choose to Have It All. Or also, too, if you're looking for some questions that like that you're sitting with some questions for yourself and you're not quite sure how to figure out what your passions are, what your goals are, or what your next big dream is, you might find a guide that I wrote. I did a little ebook a little while ago um, right on this exact topic, and it might help you out. And you can find that over at choose to have it all.com forward slash guide. Um, it does join you up onto my email list so you can learn more about um, the articles I write and other media that I do as well. Um, and if you have any questions as you listen to this, if you would like my take or two cents on your situation, please do uh, call in. If you're on Anchor listening to this on Anchor, you certainly can call in or else just write to me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. I would love to know what you think and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow.